Are you like me? You are a working parent. I work from home full time. I run a parenting coaching agency, HIC Parenting Agency. And I had my twins the whole summer in the house. And now that they are back in school and I'm like, yes, I have my time back. But this comes with new challenges. Summertime was a very unstructured kind of time. We had somewhat a structure, but it was not as tight. And now it's about navigating the back to school season, getting them in the groove of bedtime, getting them in the groove of waking up early, getting them in the groove of getting ready and be on time for school so I could come back and get ready for my own work. I start working at nine every single day. So if that's you, and on top of that, you're trying to do respectful, gentle parenting, you're trying to break your cycle from overreactions and yelling to a more respectful approach, and you're like, I need expert guidance, this podcast episode is for you because I'm going to bring you seven expert tips to make this getting the groove of things of school year back to school school year routine more a little easier more enjoyable for you and your kids considering that you are doing parenting with understanding of or gentle parenting but before we go there if you deal with reactivity meaning that parenting tips, the podcast episodes, the, the reels, the tic-tacs make sense in your head and you agree with them. When it comes to the application, that's where the, when, where the rubber meets the road for you and it's hard for you. We in HIC Parenting Education, we have an on-demand free class to for you to get the two tools that all our coaching clients have that has guided them towards healing their reactivity so they can become the peaceful, connected parents. They long to be and break free from yelling. So to access this on-demand class, all you have to do is to open the description of this podcast episode, or if you are watching this podcast from YouTube, it's in the description of this video. If you are watching from Reels or TikTok, it's in the link on our bio at Heimpath Club. And you can watch this on-demand class. Aileen, she already has these two tools. She's one of our parenting coaching clients here in HAC Parenting Coaching Education. And then she, she emailed us saying, I feel the light at the end of the tunnel. I used to feel angry and hopeless all the time. And know, knowing that, now I have new tools of understanding. It gives me so much hope. So that could be you as well. Open the description and access this on-demand class. Okay, so let's go to talk about these seven expert tips to navigate getting in the groove of back to school as a working parent with your kids. 
I'm Rachel. And I'm Marcela. And you're listening to the Parenting with Understanding podcast. We are parenting coaches who have helped millions of parents like you all over the world go from feeling isolated and hopeless, unable to break the cycle of permissive or punitive parenting, to feeling confident in parenthood and connected to their children's needs. Let's talk about number one expert tip, and it's about building connection and trust in this new season. So how I said, we come from an unstructured time. Our kids, they are starting a new school year with new classmates, new teacher. Maybe they're younger, so they are in a new daycare or in a new preschool, kindergarten. So this creates somewhat a level of excitement and anxiety as well. So this the morning routine especially and the night routine could be challenging because of this. And if we consider that we are working parents, sometimes as a working parent myself, we don't pay attention to details when it comes to slight changes in our children's moods or attitudes just because we're so busy all the time thinking about okay what's the next thing I have to work we have work in mind especially if you work from home like me um thinking about work a lot of the times the most of my day so my my recommendation and I started applying it is to in the morning and at night to do mood check-ins with your kids to build that connection and trust. So how do you feel today when they wake up? Or how do you feel today today when they go to bed? And talk about those feelings, maybe offering them reassurance, offering them a hug, or if they're not cuddle bugs, like one of my twins, he doesn't like cuddles, maybe encouraging words. And these could help. Yeah, believe it or not, this could help with those morning and bedtime transitions because it eases their feelings, their strong feelings and excitement about this new school year. Second, preparing a stress-free morning from the day before. And this is something that I've been applying for years and years, way before I had my twins, when I was doing foster care with, with my kids in foster care. We always prepared the night before their outfit. We we set up their their, their backpacks by the by the door. I usually have my twins shoes in the car, so they don't even have to go and look for their socks, their missing socks, because that adds up stress in the morning. So what can you do? Tell me in the comments if you're watching from YouTube. What can you do at night to reduce morning stress, morning anxiety the next day? What can you do at night? For me, is placing their shoes and their socks in the car the night before. And I learned this the hard way one day that I was rushing, trying to get them to school, to come back to, I have a, a morning meeting for work. And then we got to school and they were barefoot. 
they didn't have their, their their shoes were not on and i didn't even pay attention that their shoes were not on when they got in the car they were in kindergarten at the time and of course we had to go back home our home is two minutes away but still like that when we went when we came back to the house they put their shoes on and we went back to the school they were already late and they had to get a late pass so yeah <laughs> from now on in the car the night before their shoes and their socks number three foster open communication and this one especially it's hard for me as a working parent because um busy and sometimes when i'm rushing them to to drop them off at school i'm already thinking about the morning coaching session that i have with my clients in hic parenting education or i'm thinking about the staff meeting or i'm thinking about something else so i made it a priority of the time the two minutes that they are in the car with me in the morning that we have a little conversation and it doesn't have to be a deep conversation it could be a conversation about wherever whatever you see on the street or whatever they want to tell you about or it could be a deep conversation if you can have it in two minutes sometimes your children will surprise you and they want to talk about feelings in the car so make up a time where you can have this honest open conversation with your kids it doesn't have to be in the car that's just what works for me find the time because i know as a busy working parent it's hard to find the time or to even think about it but why is this important because when we keep lines of communication our children start sharing things with us that we would not know otherwise like one of my twins, he he disclosed to me a bullying situation, struggle that he was living, that the only way I was able to learn about it, it was because I started a little conversation on when I dropped them, when I picked them up from school, one day I started a little conversation. Who's who sits next to you? And um, are they kind? Um, how do they call you? Do they call you by your name? And then he started telling me telling me these things yeah the one who sits next to me he's kind but every time that we line up to go to recess the one that is behind me he bothers me and then he pulls my backpack and I'm like okay 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 and the only way that I was able to know about that it's because I asked and I had that minute to talk to my son as working parents, sometimes we convince ourselves that we don't have time to talk to our kids when our conversations with our kids could take two minutes. I noticed that in a two-minute conversation on the ride from school back to home one of those days. So foster open communication, schedule those talks. Number four, balance work and parenting and this is another tough one and it's a very important one especially if you work from home and i say from a parent as a parent who works from home i work full-time i run a parenting coaching agency we have ten thousand clients we have multiple uh, parenting coaches we have multiple cohorts of parents going on every single week i'm busy <laughs> 
I'm busy and I know I cannot, I, I would not be able to do what I do in HIC parenting if I didn't have my wonderful HIC team by my side and all our parenting coaches. Nevertheless, I'm busy. And balance is a, a, a biggie for me. It's a, it's a tough one for me because it's hard to find that balance. Yet I learned the hard way one day that my husband and my kids came to me and say, we don't see you anymore. You are, you are helping other parents connect more with their kids and we feel disconnected from you. And I was like, wow, I'm gaining the whole world and losing my own family. I don't, I, I, I cannot do that. So I still work full time, but I do schedule my, my work. I do schedule my work as if I worked outside the house. So from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., I work, which is my, my twin school time hours. And when my husband comes from home, I do a, a, a coaching cohort from 5.30 to 7. That's it. The rest of the time, the rest of the afternoon, when I pick them up from school, it's hard to find that balance. Yet I learned the hard way one day that my husband and my kids came to me and say, we don't see you anymore. You are you are helping other parents connect more with their kids and we feel disconnected from you. And I was like, wow, I'm gaining the whole world and losing my own family. I don't, I, I, I cannot do that. So I still work full time, but I do schedule my, my work. I do schedule my work as if I worked outside the house. So from 9 a.m., to 2 p.m. I work, which is my, my twin school time hours. And when my husband comes from home, I do a, a, a coaching cohort from 5.30 to 7. That's it. The rest of the time, the rest of the afternoon, when I pick them up from school, I'm available for them. And the rest of the time, for them. Another thing is that I promised myself that I would not work on weekends. And that used to be me crossing that boundary. I didn't want to work from weekends, but I convinced myself of Marcela, yes, you are, you, you need to do this on the weekend because if you don't do it on Saturday, the next week is going to be hectic and you won't have time. No matter what, I jump everything in during the week and I don't work in the weekend, even though I may feel and think that the next week is hectic. So I'm not saying for you to have my schedule. What I'm saying is how can you find a balance of parenting and work? Because if everything is work, then where is the time for, for your family or when you are with your family, that's another thing to, to feel guilty about like, oh, I should be responding to that email. I should do this to fully be present. And as much as this is something that we work with our coaching clients who struggle to be present, usually it's not even the, the busyness, the tasks, the work-related activities. Usually is 
narratives that we bring from childhood that tells us that we don't deserve rest, peace, relaxation, enjoyment, joy, play. Most of the time is that. Because we all have the same 24 hours of the day and how come some people find that balance and some others can't, don't seem to find it. So if you're telling yourself that story of that you're too busy and for, because of that, you're not able to enjoy your family, does this really come from your work or from narratives from childhood that impair you to enjoy, to find enjoyment in just not working and just relaxing and just being present with your family, with your kids. So number five, applying discipline without harm. And how can this help a working parent like us? Let me tell you, when I had no idea of positive discipline, I was so consumed by the power struggles, by the the back and forth, the yelling with my kids, that I had no gas or no fuel left in me to work, <laughs> to do my work. So when I learned how to discipline my children without harm, meaning using positive discipline tools that work, that's when I started seeing the 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 energy coming back because I was not lost in power struggles and I was not lost in, in yelling. I was not wasting my energy in so much yelling. And how did I how did I do that? By the way, I was in parent under parenting coaching for a long time. And at the same time, my own parenting education, if you want to access the tools that I have, to Discipline Without Harm, you can find it in my ebook, Discipline Without Harm. You can go to books.hacparenting.com and it's there. One thing that I want to tell you from that is that applying discipline when we are tired is a recipe for disaster. When I remember back in the day, I used to work outside the house and I came from, from work, I came from my activities and my nanny, which at the time was my mother-in-law, she's in heaven now. And she would come and say, I would enter the house, Marcela, this happened with the twins and this and that, and they did this and they did that. And then I felt the urge to correct them right there when I'm just entering home, when I'm tired. It was always a recipe for me to get, get really upset and yell. So... One thing that I learned to discipline without harm is to wait, to wait until I'm not that tired, until I arrive home, meaning arriving, meaning that I ate something, that I took my makeup off, that I feel at a better place, and then address discipline. So applying discipline without harm. Number six, leaning into a supportive community. If you are a client in HIC Parenting Education, you have a supportive community in our HIC Cycle Breaker private Facebook group. You can request to join. And we are all cycle breakers in there supporting each other. 
when I didn't have a supportive uh, an online supporting community, I I looked for other parents, other BC parents who just needed a little help. And I started building relationship with them. It was a little hard for me because I'm an introvert, but it, it, it was so worth it. Number one, I created great friendships. And number two, we started doing parenting swaps, meaning that I would watch their kids for one day while the other parent was busy with work. And then we would switch and they would watch my twins for another day, the day that I was busiest with work. So how can you build that supportive community? And last but not least, number seven is prioritizing to make it a priority your self-care rituals. As a working parent, that could be like, when? When do I do that? If I'm not working, I'm with the kids. If I'm not with the kids, I'm prepping, I'm meal prepping. When do I do that? So prioritizing self-care, for me, it looks like waking up at 6 a.m. every single day, Monday to Friday, I'm working out before my twins get up. <laughs> so I work from 6, I work out from 6 to 6.30. At 6.30, I go in their bedroom and, and I wake them up to start the school morning routine. And I've been doing this since they were born. Even when they were babies, they will wake up. I remember at the time they woke up every single day at 6.30. So yes, I will wake up at 5.30, get my workout clothes on, eat a little something, work out from 6 to 6.30. I don't have more time, just the 30 minutes. And it makes such a world of a difference for me in my mood, in the way that I, I approach them when they wake up is so beneficial for me. So what does self-care look for you? It looks, it might look different. It might look the same. It might be like you need workout before your kids wake up to work out. Or it, it could be different. Like, no, working out in the morning, I, I don't even like to work out. But what could help you? Maybe journaling a little bit before the kids wake up. Maybe after they go to bed, watching your favorite TV show. For me, after they go to bed, my, my bedtime ritual that I cannot miss ever, 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 not even during the weekends is my skincare night routine. I love skincare and I love to pamper myself and I just love to put oils on my face. And, and if, if you want an, an, my skincare routine, maybe I, I, I'll do one in my Instagram stories one day. But it just feels to me relaxing and I light a candle and I do self-care, face oils, and sometimes I do masks. Anyway, I love taking care of my skin and that just puts me up in a better mood to relax and go to sleep. So what does it look like for you? What does it look like for you? Let me know in the comments if you're watching from YouTube. I already forgot the seven tips. Where can I get them? You can see all our show notes, not just of this episode, but of other episodes on our website, hicparenting.com. Go there and our show notes are there with all the seven tips for you to, to embrace this transition 
to building the group in the school year transition as a working parent. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode, leave us a review. Let us know how these episodes are helping you in your parenting. And remember that it only takes understanding to transform your parenting and break your cycle. I'll see you next time.